0: On this week's spooky episode, The Walking Dead rises for a final time. The Witcher strikes with some big news and is DC cursed with its big changes. All this and more as we hauntingly delve into a Halloween episode of The Pop Culture Cosmos. Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford talking to you right at you with Pop Culture Cosmos. The Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, and of course, everything that we do for Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We truly appreciate you liking all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that Thanks. spooky five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, the Lakers Fast Break. Humanic and Media, also as well, the Happy Hoarder and everything that we do at PopCultureCosmos.com. Plus, PopCultureCosmos on Facebook not only has tons of hours of tabletop RPG goodness right there for you in the video section, but also we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every day right there for you at the PopCultureCosmos on Facebook. So if you can like all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a pop culture cosmos without my hauntingly good friend. He is the mastermind, the evil mastermind behind everything that's going on at Humanica Media, and of course, the Happy Hoarder. You got to go ahead and like his page today at the Happy Hoarder on Facebook, plus also check out everything that he's doing with the Super BS Games cast, and of course, you got to go ahead and catch his book, Congratulations You Suck, on Barnes Noble and amazon as well it is my good friend Ooh, i'm hoping we'll have a happy halloween it is josh peterson
1: yeah. what's up man what's up man catch the book congratulations you suck which doesn't suck by the way just let's put that out there okay. and you know halloween is is upon us it is tomorrow tomorrow is the spooky nights. Uh not as scary as Gerald's costume, but be safe out there and make sure you're keeping an eye on things because people love to get up to some mischief on Halloween. You watch any horror movies this spooky holiday season?
0: Well, if you want to say Black Adam, you can go ahead and say that, but you know, other than that, no, I don't think I'm catching any horror movies. Just probably trying to work on the shows. I may catch one just in the spirit. Probably will go ahead in the Wayback Machine and probably catch something from the past, maybe a Friday the 13th, or maybe a Nightmare on Elm Street just to get in the mood. Maybe I'll put that as background noise. But yeah, just hoping that everybody has a happy and safe Halloween. Got the stuff out on the lawn to make sure everybody gets scared and spooked out by what I have right there on the lawn of the house. So yeah, just looking forward to a Happy and safe Halloween for everyone out there as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is first on the agenda today?
0: Well, we got a lot to talk about on today's program, my friend. Got a lot to talk about, including some stuff going on. If you're a fan of The Witcher, The Witcher, a lot of stuff going on as far as a big change in store after an announcement that was made relating to DC. We'll go ahead and talk about that. Plus... Is there a game on the way sooner rather than later in the world of The Witcher? We'll talk about that coming up in a bit. Plus also as well, I know we talked about it on the Friday show with Melinda, but I did want to hear the thoughts of Josh on the big shakeup with the new leaders at the head of DC. I just had a chance to check out Black Adam in the theaters, and I wanted to hear his thoughts on how, I guess, the DCEU is setting up going forward. So I want to hear his thoughts on that. Plus also as well, Tales of the Jedi is now on Disney Plus. Is it worth your time and watching? We'll go ahead and talk about that in a bit. Speaking of Disney Plus, guess what's coming up? Guess what's just been rumored? Guess what's just been actually confirmed by the major Hollywood out there is none other than a Vision Series. So we'll talk about a Vision Series and it goes back to what Josh always says is a more Marvel too much marvel we'll talk about that coming up in a bit josh are you ready for a sausage party
1: <laughs> that's such a funny question no i'm not ready to go back down to the uh seth rogan imagined sausage party
0: well you know what you're gonna have to because sausage party is coming to amazon so we'll talk about that coming up in a bit and fact that Could it be a success out there as a series as far as envisioned out there from the evil minds of Sausage Party? So we'll talk about that coming up in a bit. We'll talk about The Walking Dead is actually airing its final episode in the series after 11 seasons, 22 episodes. It's finally coming to an end as far as the main series is concerned. No, the TWD is a long way from being finished because there's other stuff in the pipeline. But we'll talk about the legacy of this show and what it's meant to a whole lot of people. That's coming up in a bit. And also as well, Amazon's best-selling Halloween costume. What was the biggest sellers on Amazon when it comes to their best-selling costumes? I'm just going to pull it up on the random right here live on the show and let give you the countdown on the top-selling costumes for Halloween. That's coming up in a bit as well. But first, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and talk about the witcher. The witcher! You know, if you saw Black Adam, it is absolutely no secret. And if you Even if you didn't, you know now that Henry Cavill is returning to the role of Superman. And he actually appeared in a post-credit scene in Black Adam to face off against Black Adam. Or at least to talk. To black adam i think that uh, was something that was arranged by amanda waller in the movie but yes he has returned to the role of superman and he is excited as he stated on instagram last week that he was just welcoming the chance to go ahead and come back to a man of steel 2 and more fun in the dc universe which we'll talk about in a sec as far as who's heading up that but With The Witcher, the big news is that since he's becoming Superman again, he has no time again to be Geralt. So Geralt is uh, out for him. He is actually leaving the series after season three. And season four brings us Liam Hemsworth, which I know has ticked off a lot of people. My wife was like, he's leaving? Oh, man. Liam Hemsworth's coming in. Oh, that's okay. Okay. I'm like, oh. Nice. Yeah. I'm just like, gee, thanks, you know. I feel like chopped liver over here, but your thoughts on this, this is part one of our Witcher coverage. Cause there's something else I'm going to mention with the Witcher that come that's coming up in a second, but this was obviously the biggest news. It is a major hit for Netflix. It does a lot of good numbers. The series has done very well with Henry Cavill as the lead face of this. Your thoughts on the switch over to Liam Hemsworth for season four which is not going to be for another year or so. So hold on your horses on that. But your thoughts on that for season four, because season three is not even out yet, but season four with Henry Cavill will no longer be there. It'll actually be Liam Hemsworth instead.
1: You know, it's funny. I'm actually okay with this. You know, like it's not, I love Henry Cavill playing Geralt of Witcher. Like he was absolutely amazing. It, It, it's a bummer that he is having to step down, but you know, again, with like you can't. Fans need to realize that they can't have their cake and eat it too. Like you can't have him playing what Hyperion and Marvel and Superman in the DCU and also be able to do Geralt or Rivia. Like there would have to be three of him. To, yeah. to Plus, there's other
0: projects it. that he's signed on and committed to as well.
1: Right. Right. So I, as much as it breaks my heart to see him leave the role, I understand. You know, I would much, as much as I love The Witcher, I I love him as Superman even more. Right. And, he's also
0: talked about what Warhammer. He's also talked about wanting to play Shepard and Mass Effect. If that okay. ever, you know, just a whole ton of see. video game stuff as well.
1: Yeah. And that, you know, I was actually talking to Big Dog about that yesterday because he, he had no idea he was signing up to play that part. And I was like, yeah, it'd be hopefully he still does because I, you know, I'd lo- I think he'd make a great Commander Shepard. Like that would be cool. Like he's got that very stoic look about him. Um, you know, as for the transition to Liam Hemsworth. I honestly I'm okay with that you know I think it'll be fine I think the only issues that we're going to face here is when Liam Hemsworth tries to reenact the voice of Geralt of Rivia that Cavill has already done it's going to sound dumb like that's my (sighs) only yeah that is my only reservation about this but what are your thoughts I mean how do you how do you feel about that because I mean I think Liam Hemsworth is a, I think he's a good actor. He just gets yeah. you know his his reputation is is caught up in like oh he's the ex of Miley Cyrus. No one ever like thinks about him as being, you know, being an actor. So I think wow. that this is
0: I don't even think of him as that. I don't think a lot of people think of him as that anymore. They have to just think of him as, you know, Chris's brother, which uh, that's how I posted right. it to my right. wife. I said, you know, okay, Henry Cavill's leaving The Witchers. <gasps> what? 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 And then I said, it's Hemsworth is going to be in the role. Oh, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> then uh, I said, No, not Chris, Liam. Oh, well, that's okay.
1: So, it's appreciated, brother. Yeah, yeah, so I
0: guess, I guess, uh, actually, with his name should be changed to Liam. Oh, well, that's okay. Hemsworth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, I'm, I'm okay with this. Like, I would love to, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it, you know, because I, I really, Liked his character in like Independence Day two, and I thought he was good in Hunger Games. I think uh, it's it'll be he'll look different and he'll sound different, but I think that I think he can do it.
0: I think he can do it. I don't know if everybody's going to support it. I think that you will not get the same kind of numbers because he doesn't have the same kind of name. I think you know if they would have gotten Chris Hemsworth, I think that would actually been as good or better as far as getting numbers for netflix are concerned but if it does anywhere near what the henry cavill witcher does i think that netflix will be doing backflips because the fact that liam is not the box office name or the name to lead a series that he has been because this is his first real opportunity to lead a series he has not been the main guy because even in the Hunger Games, he wasn't the main person as far as that's concerned. Everybody was there to see Jennifer Lawrence and everything everyone else was just like, you know, filler, side stars, everything else. But with Liam Hemsworth doing this, he is the lead guy. So if it does anywhere near what, you know, actually not after the first episode, everybody's gonna do a curiosity episode to check him out. But five episodes, mm-hmm. six episodes in if it's still doing crazy numbers that are anywhere near what the witcher season 3 will do then yeah. oh yeah i think yeah that's a big win for netflix
1: yeah and people are still i mean let's be honest like people are still going to watch the show like four five six i mean it's got what four seasons left after you know cavil leaves people are are they're committed to the story they're going to finish it and maybe they'll complain about it but the witcher will live on
0: the Witcher will live on indeed with Liam Hemsworth for starting with season four. I think you'll still get a, another season, of course, season three with Henry Cavill that's on the way. But season four will bring you Liam Hemsworth in the role of Geralt. So go ahead and let us know your thoughts. If you are digging the new change with Liam Hemsworth taking the role of Geralt in the upcoming season four of The Witcher, if you're okay with that, please let us know. Or not okay with that, please let us know. If you think that's a trick-or-treat sort of deal with Liam Hemsworth coming into the role of Geralt in Season 4 of The Witcher, please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com.
1: Big on America. Hey, guys. This is Jason Dutch with Dig in America Podcast, and I'm here with... Big Hops. And I'm also here with
0: well there's still much more to talk about on today's program. We talked a little bit about DC because Henry Cavill is going to be doing a lot of things in relationship to the DCEU once again because he is returning to the role of Superman after you and I talked about the fact that my gosh, the what what the changes that were made or supposedly rumored as far as a new Superman coming on the way and we were very I know we actually dedicated a portion of an episode to the changes that were supposedly rumored within the Superman character. But I guess that cooler heads prevailed and common sense prevailed as far as having I guess uh, Henry Cavill now as the face of Superman once again and he's now excited to be in the role which means, you know, he just got paid a whole bunch of ching to go ahead and set oh, that up Yeah. but also as well, James Gunn and Peter Safran are now made the co-CEOs of DC and in DC, not just the films but the TV part of it as well so they will be the face of DC going forward it takes two of them to be Kevin Feige in Marvel and I noticed when I talked to Melinda, she didn't have as much problem with it as I did as far as the two at the top, because we saw what happened in Marvel. We had, they had someone in charge of the movies and that universe and someone separate in charge of the TV universe. And we saw what happened then as far as the heads clashing, the heads budding, the eventual removal of the individual in charge of TV and Kevin Feige overseeing everything, especially with the transition to Disney+. Plus. So we saw that actually probably fit better for the Marvel Universe, that one person is overseeing everything in relationship to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A, do you like the move with James Gunn and Peter Safran in the roles as the head of DC? And B, do you think it's going to work long-term for the DCEU?
1: Okay, so here's here's my initial thoughts on this. Like I, P, uh, Peter Saffron, I don't really know much about him. He's been um, a
0: producer of a lot of stuff. They did work together on the Suicide Squad, uh, so they okay. do know of each other. I work to each other, yeah. but he has a long history of movies that he's worked as a producer on.
1: Okay, I mean, and you know, uh, he's he's established. Yeah, great. You know, like that. That is, every uh, <laughs> every studio needs money, so that's that's good. You know, with, with James Gunn, like I was telling this to my wife the other day, I was like, my one concern with this is that he he does very joke-related movies. You know, like a lot of his stuff, it's lighthearted and there's a lot of jokes. Like, he knows when to be serious, but he can't help himself. Yeah, And so that's why I'm, I, I I hope that with DC films, I hope that the characters that are meant to have a serious undertone like Superman, I hope su- they, they keep the tone. They keep the tone of the Superman movies. And I am excited, though, because I was reading an article where James Gunn said that he had already approached uh, Marvel about doing a DC Marvel crossover. And I was like, wow, imagine a world where that's possible like that would be really cool.
0: That would be really cool. I would hope that that happens someday. I'm not holding my breath. You'll forgive me because I think the folks at Warner Brothers Discovery would probably fight. Tooth and nail against that, although I think it would be in their best financial interests. Just to clarify, because of the fact that I don't think everyone from the Marvel Cinematic Universe that watches what's going on in the MCU catches everything that goes on with the DC. I mean, the numbers are there. Where a movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe would make seven, eight hundred, nine hundred million dollars, in the DC universe would make five. $600 million, maybe even less. So I think that that would be great for DC to do some type of crossover with Marvel because I think it only benefits them long term.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I absolutely agree with you. There's a lot of like hope. You know, we have hope as enjoyers of DC movies. We have hope for the very first time in a long, long time. And it's funny, like all the stuff that's been spilling. Out of D.C., you know, all the news spilling out of the old regime 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 is the word I'm looking for over at D.C., you know, now that everyone's out and the rock has has talked about how we brought Cavill in, saying that, you know, basically the the studio heads like Walter Hamada, like they had an issue with the fact that the fans wanted stuff that they didn't want to give. And I guess it was like a big pride issue was the main reason that we did not see a return of our of the the already established justice league because that's what the fans wanted and that i guess upset them so it, really interesting stuff but i'm glad that now there's a, this image of like dc is hearing the fans giving the fans what they want like we have wanted superman back for a long time i just hope that this leads to a, a dark side i hope it leads to a re-establishment of uh that dark side storyline
0: well, we, we've talked about how Constantine should be coming back into the EU sometime. Sorry about that. My nose is making me sneeze. So I was like, oh my gosh, what's up with that? But with Constantine, I hopefully, like you said, it'll lead to a darker side of the DC universe because there's plenty of it, just like we're seeing the beginnings of a darker side of the MCU. I think that's probably a good way to go as well. But I also wanted to go ahead and mention to you something I talked about with Melinda, and that is, I wanted to go ahead and talk to you about the TV series, and the fact that I think that the role of television and HBO and HBO Max series that will be created for it, and not just the Peacemaker season two, the upcoming Commissioner Gordon series, or the upcoming Penguin series, those are fine, but actual series with main characters that like we're going to be talking about with vision here that can be utilized in a larger format than just having to wait every three to four years on a big Mm -hmm. movie screen
1: yeah yeah uh, okay so okay so the uh the peacemaker show that was with john cena yes with john cena that was that was james gunn written and produced right
0: yes So that's coming back for season two. That was a well received, that was uh, well attended, well watched, and that will be coming back for season two at some point.
1: Okay, all right, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful for all these things. You know, like I would love to see more of that. I just hope that we don't get to the point where, you know, they're like Marvel and there's just too much of it to watch. Like I had no idea that that Commissioner Gordon show had reached as many seasons as it already has.
0: Well, no, it hasn't even done. Hasn't even been appearing yet has, has it I thought that
1: oh maybe that was sorry I got Gotham confused with that. All right, yeah. yeah, but I mean, I just don't want to be oversaturated, you know? Like I love DC is the only comic book related media that like I can still keep up with because they don't put so many things out every year. Well, in the case of
0: Warner run Discovery, which we thought as I told Melinda, I thought it was doing well at the beginning of the year, I thought it was really looking on the way up. I thought it had a nice array of content i thought that the viewership was going up but then they reported their financial issues and their restructuring because they bought or merged with discovery and their plans to merge with discovery finally ending or finally coming together next year but that has cost so much money that they've led to financial issues for warner brother discovery causing a lot of layoffs and things of that nature one thing to go ahead and look forward to if that's the case is something that you may not look forward to, and that's more DC, which would be something that's a, a more of a solid, low-risk eye-catcher for series. So I have a feeling you're going to see more DC TV shows in the pipeline. Will it be too much? At some point, I'd probably say two, three years down the line when you're seeing a flood of DC shows. I probably will say it's too much, but I think that's in their best interest for a financial sense because Warner Brothers' Discovery is going, trying to look at ways of trying to recoup its money after the merger. And that's probably one of the best ways to go ahead and gain viewers is by presenting a whole lot of things in the DCEU.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's if it, I mean, it needs to grow. You know, it does need to grow. They do need to introduce other characters, but they also need to make sure they don't make the same errors as last time where they don't focus on their big six.
0: Well, that's true. That's true indeed. But what are your thoughts out there on the future of the DCEU now that there's new people in place? James Gunn and Peter Safran, producer extraordinaire and James Gunn, we all know from the Guardians of the Galaxy and, of course, the Suicide Squad. Those guys are heading up the DC Universe. So we want to hear your thoughts if you like them as a new version of Kevin Feige for the DC Universe. Please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com But before we head to the break, my friend, I wanted to hear your thoughts on Tales of the Jedi, which is now on Disney+. It's a nice anthology series that's out there covering the world of the Jedi that you didn't even know existed or really didn't want to even know existed at all. or just It's just the fact that it, it delves into actual parts of the Jedi universe with familiar jedi characters and some that are actually you didn't even know what happened to them in a case of one but i will say that i've caught a few episodes of tales of the jedi and uh, they're okay but they're not necessary watching within the realm of the star wars universe your thoughts on tales of the jedi on disney plus again it's something that i think it's nice as an addition but when you talk about marvel which i know you're going to talk about marvel I think the Star Wars universe with the success of the Mandalorian has bred all these different facets. Now, of the Star Wars universe that we may or may not want to see.
1: Yeah. So I, I think I, I told you this last week, like I am someone I'm so burnt out on Star, like episode nine or whatever it was like that really ended my interest in Star Wars. So I'm at the point now where I'm like, oh, hey, well. You know, my kids haven't seen a lot of these movies, so maybe we should go back. We'll start from the beginning. So I wanna do that, but you know, they, they just keep adding and adding and adding, and then you have they're they're not exploring anything new in that world. Like they're you know, we got everything's still tied to the empire. Like I want yes. I want like new- Andor,
0: which is on right now.
1: Yeah, and except like I hear Andor's pretty good, but like I yes, want things that are free of that like I want a new story like if you're wanting to appeal to a new generation of fans like you need to give them new stories and not have things existing in this in the same timeline over and over again like give them a new era to to explore
0: I would agree with you on that yeah
1: yeah create a new Han Solo create a new Luke Skywalker you know give give kids heroes to resonate with that haven't been around for you know six what 30 40 years
0: but the problem is they don't want to do that on a tv format they want to rehash or go into parts which we've already seen and explored i mean the fact is tales of the jedi mainly deals with parts of the jedi universe that we are already familiar with like for instance uh, dooku and qui-gon is one of the episodes ahsoka her origin story is one of the episodes it delves into familiar parts of the jedi universe and or is a familiar part of the Star Wars universe because it relates to Andor, which we know from Rogue One. And so many people know about the parts of the Star Wars universe that they're already delving in. The Mandalorian is probably the only one. Well, In fact, even that is not even original because of the fact that there's so many parts of the, the Mandalorian which are very familiar, which are characters taken from either the Clone Wars or other parts of the Star Wars universe. It just seems like, like you said, until that movie comes out for Star Wars, what now, it's not coming out next year, it's been delayed to at least a year or the year after, that there's not going to be anything new in the Star Wars universe, which, again, is also very fearful for me. We're going to repeat, rinse, rewash so many familiar parts of the Star Wars universe and not see, like you said, anything new, which is going to be of concern to me as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's... They're appealing to um, nostalgia right now. Like they want, yeah. they're, they're just, how can people are watching this? People are, are nostalgic for this stuff. Like, how can we just keep putting things out? I mean, and I, I think that once a series starts to get poor returns, then yeah. finally they'll, they'll look at them like, oh, okay. Well maybe we need to, maybe we've, we've mined this dry, but it's also like, it's pulling the soul out of it. Like it's just making it exhaustive you know like if they want people to get interested in a new set of star wars movies they need to stop putting out so many star wars shows
0: what are your thoughts out there on what's going on with star wars tales of the jedi again what i saw was was okay i I thought it was all right for what it was if you're familiar with star wars the clone wars universe and the animation style and a lot of the characters relating within plus as well the Earlier parts, the Star Wars universe uh, delves with a lot of the Jedis, their stories, their tales, per se, as far as other parts of the world that has not yet been discovered. But we actually go ahead and brush some of that up as far as bringing some familiar faces back within the Jedi universe. So again, for what it was, it was okay. What I watched, uh, I think I will go ahead and finish the series, but it's too much Star Wars. Too much Star Wars. We'll go ahead and talk about that, but please we want to hear your thoughts on if Star Wars Tales of the Jedi will be something you will catch on Disney Plus. Please let us know your thoughts Pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com. <laughs> But we're not alone. We've brought a few friends with us this time. All that, and of course, our action figure spotlight. So check out the J and Rob Toy Show season two, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada. And we're back with the pop culture cosmos, hoping you have a scary and haunting Halloween. Cheryl Glassford, aka The Clown Man, right now. Plus, also as well, my good friend, Mr. Josh Peterson. Josh, just wanted to go ahead and ask. Speaking of Disney+, Plus, which we talked about just before the break, I wanted to go ahead and hear your thoughts on this because I know you have some in regards to a Vision series, which Deadline and Hollywood Reporter and Variety have reported on as being a go. This is something that coming out of the events of WandaVision should not be too surprising. But just like we talked about in the Star Wars universe, we're seeing a lot of familiar things going on with the TV part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Again, no real original stories. Everything is relating to something else within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, especially on television. Your thoughts on this, my friend? I know this is overloading. As much as I feel like I'm getting overloaded in the Star Wars universe, it sounds like you're getting to be the same in the Marvel Cinematic
1: Universe. Okay, so I don't hate the idea, but I don't care. Does that make sense? Like, uh, It's cool, but I don't know if I'm probably not going to like rush to watch it unless it has something like pivotal in it that I need to see. Mm -hmm. Cause I still haven't watched, I still haven't finished Miss Marvel. I still haven't finished Loki. I still haven't watched Hawkeye. There's I, yeah, you know, like you said, the same thing with star Wars, like there's just, there's too much out there and it's so hard to keep up with all of it.
0: And there's so much more on the way with what's coming up with, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, coming out here in two weeks. Then you've also got, in December, you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which was directed by none other than James Gunn. And then in February, you have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumadium. That all debuted trailers as far as within the past couple weeks. So you have a lot that's coming on the way for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that you have to catch up on. And you haven't even watched some of the best parts of the... Recent history of the MCU with Loki and Hawkeye because Hawkeye and Loki are the two top shows I have seen on Disney Plus by a wide margin.
1: Yeah, and it's you know, it's just time, you know, only have so much time to watch. And this is where I don't like the streaming shows versus the movies because, like, a movie it's fun, you know, we'll we'll go out, we'll like make a point to go out and watch a new Marvel movie or a new DC movie. But when things are on TV, it's just the time commitment available is a lot different, you know, like where I I can sit down and watch a two hour movie with my kids, get some popcorn, have a night out of the house with a show like I have to keep going back to that show either every week or just whenever we have time and time is not always something that's readily available when we're at home.
0: Well, we'll see what happens, my friend. But again, a Vision series, I think if you, like you said, if you watched what was going on with WandaVision, you realize that there was going to be something going on with the Vision series, or at least it was going to be a major part of a WandaVision season two. This tells me that there is not, pl- or there are not plans for a WandaVision season two this is something that Paul Bettany is going to do mainly by himself in the series and actual Wanda Maximoff. You will not see much of her in that series. You probably see a, maybe a cameo or something in the series, but it just sounds like to me because of the fact that she was so much a part of the Doctor Strange movie that she's probably wants to be maybe taking some time off from the MCU and she's probably not going to be involved in a WandaVision season two anytime soon
1: yeah yeah probably no matter
0: how successful it was because it was a huge success for oh it
1: was great yeah but i mean i think they kind of butchered her character and i'm not sure how much of a hurry people are going to be in to see that character back
0: well that's the thing so yeah i think that you will probably see something of her within a vision series i think you have no choice i think that's something that you have to go ahead and at least showcase as far as a cameo but you've got to build a series on what is he doing now since he flew away after the events of WandaVision so Mm -hmm. I think that something is coming down the line for a Vision series it just depends on how you're going to lay that out and what it's going to set up for the future and how important it is for the future of the MCU when you make that series because some of these series are not required watching I'm going to be honest with you Moon Knight after watching it i don't understand how that's going to really fit into the mcu unless it becomes a part of the mcu because they really didn't yeah. do anything to mention what went on in the mcu so that was probably a the the probably the low point for me miss marvel was okay for what it was and she hulk again some really uh cool highs and some pretty low lows for me so that was overall an okay series at best but not required watching. I can't no, tell no. people uh, at this point in time, I have not seen anything since Hawkeye, which has been required watching for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I can't remember, you know, and I Grant, I haven't seen Hawkeye, and I haven't seen, um, you know, all of Loki, but I can't remember the last time I watched something. I was like, oh, this is really important to the overall story of the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. Like, any everything done after Endgame, there's nothing that requires you to sit down and watch it and be able to understand what's going on.
0: What are your thoughts out there on a Vision series that will be coming to Disney Plus sometime down the road? Probably not for another year or two at the very least. I see it as a phase six, probably. One, of, They mentioned that in if you me- remember back when the you know, they had Comic-Con and they mentioned out the timeline at that point in time. They've since changed the movie structure and some of those release dates, but there was some gaps in phase six. I think this will probably be one of those gaps in phase six that they're going to go ahead and add in there, but that's not for a year or two down the line. So what are your thoughts on a vision series? Is this something you really want to check out after the events of WandaVision, after everything that's gone on, or are you like Josh, where so much Marvel, maybe too much Marvel? Please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com Well, there's still much more to talk about but before we hit the break, my friend. Are you ready for a sausage party on Amazon? The surprisingly pretty good hit for Sony is now coming as a series. Well, actually, that's not a surprise anymore that something it goes to as far as becoming a series. That's a, that's a good movie. It's either going to be a sequel to it because it was a surprise hit at the box office. You know, it's just these studios can't leave the stuff alone. But Amazon has requested to Sony a Sausage Party series coming to Amazon at some point with most of the original cast returning. Your thoughts on this? I think it's a really cool idea. I mean, you've seen with The Boys that Amazon is willing to go all out virtually and say okay to almost anything that goes on in that show. I see a lot of crazy things happening in Sausage Party. A lot of NSFW, a lot of adult things that are going on within Sausage Party. But that will make it no less funny for me, and no less entertaining for everybody out there.
1: Well, okay let's let's look at let's look at it this way though. There is a difference between like The Boys has a compelling storyline, mm-hmm. and Sausage Party is exactly what it sounds like. Yes. So, How far can they take it? how far can they take it and how are they going to get people to come back week after week to watch another episode of this? Because, you know, there's all, just like there's a difference between the boys and sausage parties, there's a difference between an hour and a half movie versus a, you know, what a, a six hour streaming series.
0: Yeah. I, I get that. I get that. Will the jokes play out over the course of exactly six, eight episodes. So I get that, but It depends on how long that they are, I think, as well. If they're 30 to 45 minutes long, like we see from great animated series like Archer or Rick and Morty, or even if you want to go ahead, the old standbys, South Park and The Simpsons, Mm -hmm. you can create a nice little world, a very funny world if it's compact and tight. But if you start stretching it out 45 minutes, an hour long, like you said, Creating something like that and stretching out a world like that and stories from that that are six to eight hours long, that could be truly hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I guess it depends on how well it's going to be written, what's it going to be about. Because honestly, I'm looking at a an idea like Sausage Party. There's nothing that could make a show like that compelling. It just, at its heart, it's stupid. And it's really like that's what people love about it, is the fact that it's stupid but you know even the simpsons and family guy and south park to some extent have a lesson that that is being or a moral that's being taught behind all the shenanigans whereas like i don't know how you do that with anthropomorphic food
0: this is true this is true but i'm curious i will give it at least a watch at least an initial watch whether or not i stick with it that's going to be the issue it depends all on the humor and how much they can go ahead and and utilize. I mean, Seth Rogen, you've already seen what he's done as an executive producer of The Boys, so this won't be a stretch for him as far as creating a NSFW series that will be on Amazon. So I think that I'm going to give it a watch just because of that, because of the fact that Sausage Party was, to me, something I disregarded and pushed to the side until it made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, hey, this is actually something people want to check out, something people are laughing at. So I checked it out, and they were right. It was something that was really worth watching. So I'm hoping that will happen to the same thing for the television series as well.
1: Yeah, who knows? I mean, it might might strike gold, but you know, when I first read about it, I just didn't see it as being something that uh, was a good investment.
0: What are your thoughts out there on Sausage Party coming to Amazon as a television series with, obviously, the, the brilliant minds behind that? Uh, Seth Rogen coming back as far as the main role and so many others that were connected to the original movie are coming back as well. Does this get you interested in attending a sausage party once again? Please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at TheAquity.com. And before we hit the break, my friend, The Witcher, the original Witcher game, which was given out free last week on GOG. Just wanted to let everybody know. I don't know if it's still available free, but you might want to check it out, GOG. I think it was actually even if uh, if you didn't get it free, it's still at a very cheap price. I think it was like 85% off. But the original Witcher game is going to be remade in Unreal 5. I think this is a big win. I can't wait to see what it looks like. But your thoughts on The Witcher remade in Unreal 5?
1: I am really excited about it because that's one that I always wanted to play, but like I went back I, I bought it on Steam during the uh, the summer sale and I fired it up and I was like, man, this is uh, this is like turning on a VHS after watching things in 4k you know and oh. I, I I stopped playing it because I was uh, I, I got I've been so spoiled you know with these uh, newer graphics that I couldn't quite force myself to go back and and indulge this. So I'm excited that it's coming out. it's it's being remade. That's gonna be really cool. Uh, that also give people who are you know fans of the show and who look at something like, oh, there's there are three games in. Like it's too late for me to play. Like it's gonna to be too daunting now they'll have a chance to play the game from the beginning. Well, we'll see what happens as The Witcher was announced not
0: only with a new face of the Witcher series coming to season four, but also as well, CD project Red mentioned that they are remaking the original Witcher game in Unreal 5. So that will be coming down the pike, down the way sometime in the hopefully not too distant future. You know, they're also working on the next Witcher itself, plus obviously Cyberpunk 2077, that whatever sequel that they're going to call that. So they've got a lot of things going on at CD Projekt Red. But share us your thoughts on how the Witcher will look in Unreal 5 plus also what's going on with Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, Well, my friend, before we head on out, a couple last notes on this Halloween episode (laughs) of The Pop Culture Cosmos. Before we head on out, my friend, The Walking Dead, speaking of ghouls and ghosts and zombies and everything else that's scary out there, that is actually uh, shown off by the time you hear this, its last episode as a series after a long-running 11-season series. Of course, there are other spin-offs on the way in the TWD universe, which I know TWD fans are liking. But at one time, my friend, this was the show people were watching anywhere, earning yeah. over 15 million people per week at one time. And it's fallen on hard times. We've as we've talked about on the show, fallen to somewhere between one and two million. It is not the show that it once was, but I understand the legacy that this show will always have. There are spin offs coming in the universe, but I know that for now the for the main series it is done after this show.
1: You know what this is gonna sound harsh, but good riddance, man, like this they needed it to end if they if they wanted it if they wanted people to look back on this show in fondness, like it needed to end because. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I personally I know I've talked about this before, but like I don't like when shows go past five seasons because it makes you wonder like why am I still sitting here watching this?
0: Should have talked to people from The Simpsons.
1: Yeah, so The Simpsons is different though because there is no overarching storyline. You know, look at like supernatural. What got me into that show in the first place was the fact that Eric Kripke was like, This is gonna my I have a story mapped out for five seasons, that's gonna be it. You know, and then they went on to to like what nine, ten, eleven seasons.
0: Thirty seasons? I don't know. It just seemed like it who never, knows?
1: Everything. Yeah, who can keep track of that anymore? But you know, you know, South Park, Simpsons, Family Guy, whatever, th- things like that are different because there's no overarching storyline. They're just making fun of whatever happens to be relevant at the moment. But with something like The Walking Dead, they have more shows than they do comic books. So I mean, that I don't know if that tells you anything about it, but yeah. It it, it's time for it to end. If you really want to leave a cultural footprint, you need to not beat it to death. No pun intended.
0: Well, they already beat it to death because of how many people left, Uh, especially after the Negan episode where the introduction of Negan was brutally violent and it turned a lot of people off. I think that if you spoke to the TWD producers today on it and they were honest with you, they probably would not have gone about it the way they did. Even though for me, I think if you understand the character, it needed to be that brutal and violent. But for most general viewers, it was a big turnoff. So they left, I guess, in the seasons following pretty much in droves. I lost touch with it as far as a week-to-week basis, I'll be honest with you. But my great conversations with Daphne Matthew from the TWD fan universe and the fans sites that she runs on Facebook – She was always very high on it. She was always very supportive of the series. But yes, I was more of a casual fan. And I didn't leave because of the show going in such a darker turn with Negan. I just left because, like you said, the storylines, it was just very hard for them to weed out. I understand they got so much from the comic books, but it just seemed to be like it was just they're stretching things out just to stretch things out.
1: Yeah, well they they wanted people to keep watching, you know. They're 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 obviously like they're the producers of that show don't they're out of touch with the fan base because you know, that if they were really And from what I understand, right, the viewer numbers kept dropping more and more every season. And Andrew
0: yeah, Lincoln leaving did them no favors at all.
1: Yeah, but I also heard that he was wanting to leave because he was not able to do any other projects like his entire what 10 years had been tied up in the walking since
0: since he's been gone he hasn't really done much
1: yeah yeah i mean and it's possible too that he's you know that that's a good reason to leave too like he just hasn't had time to devote to his family or whatever and that's
0: the best reason that's the best reason right there
1: yeah but i mean in either case like yeah, the show needed the show should not have gone past like five or six seasons. And, you know, back then when it when the iron was hot, that's when they should have done like these five part series to kind of end things or, or a movie or whatever it, it might be.
0: Well, there's a Rick Grimes series that's coming up on the way because it was supposed to be a Rick Grimes movie. Mm-hmm. A Rick Grimes movie. But unfortunately, because the fact that the popularity of the series has gone in the toilet. Yeah. The movie became a series that they're going to be well, not a series per se, but a probably like a mini series, like a about a three or four episode thing that they're going to be doing somewhere down the line that you'll be seeing. But that's something that they still promise fans that they're going to deliver. There are other sideshows. I know that Daryl Dixon is going to be doing a sideshow. I don't know if it's with Daryl and Carol anymore. I think that Carol is the part of it. She is not going to commit to it long term as far as a Another series of concern, but there will be a Daryl Dixon series or other series in the works with the TWD name attached to it. So mm-hmm. that's something that they've done before with Fear of the Walking Dead and Tales of the Walking Dead and whatever in the Walking Dead and you know that you see. And there'll be more stuff down the line with TWD. But the main show, the reason why so many people came and saw, especially early on, or at especially halfway through, that part of it is going away. This weekend, I'm hoping Rick Grimes will make an appearance. I've not seen this episode as of yet, as we're as we're talking. So, I'm hoping he made at least a little cameo to hopefully set up what's going on with the Rick Grimes series or mini series or whatever they're going to go call it coming up here in in some point in time down the future. But again, like you said, I think it overstayed its welcome, and I'm glad as well that it's finally seeing its end in some form or fashion
1: the show has become The Walking Dead.
0: Pretty much indeed. But what are your thoughts out there on the final episode of The Walking Dead, the legacy that it leaves behind? And do you agree with us that it might have overstayed its welcome? And are you looking forward to more facets of the TWD universe, including a Rick Grimes series? I guess a Rick Grimes miniseries. It's not going to be something extended because he doesn't want to stay with the character that long. So it's going to be something relating to the Rick Grimes part of it as far as the twd universe going forward are you wanting to see more twd please share us your thoughts pop cosmos at yahoo.com well my friend it is halloween and again we're wishing a safe and happy halloween to everyone out there but before we head on out and before i hear your thoughts on anything horror movies you're checking out because you asked me about horror movies I know you probably got something on the queue because you're more of a horror aficionado than I am. Wanted to go ahead and give you the update on what costumes are selling well on Amazon. We always go ahead and check in almost every year about what is selling well as far as costumes this year. So I wanted to go ahead and mention to you before we head on out, I know there's a rise in interest in Avatar because of Avatar The Way of Water. It's so funny because... Ten years ago when I was running the Halloween stores, you couldn't give away any Na'vi or Avatar-related costumes, but now they're coming back in vogue with the movie coming out. But number 10 for Amazon's hot sellers in Halloween costumes is a tutu skirt. So, you know, you got to get your tutu skirt, got to get your tutu ready to go right there for you. That's number 10. Number 9 is a pajama costume style, a onesie that looks very much like a Lilo and Stitch uh, as far as i concerned, but it's not Disney branded. So it's not actually saying it is, but it looks kind of like it. The number eight is a Halloween mask, LED light up mask. It's a something that's very interesting to see. I think it's something that a lot of people are going to be wearing Hopefully not to go ahead and do anything nefarious, but they're probably going to be wearing it because it does cover all the entire face and and as far as the LED light up part of it, people think that's cool. So it's going to be seeing like X's in front of the eyes as far as just big X's and a, a big like stitched mouth for a smile. So you get yeah. to see that all lit up in LED, so that's coming out. That's an eight. That's only $13.99, so hey, there you go, right there for you, you want a cheap mask. That's a cheap idea there for you. Number seven is a Wish Liker Halloween Stitch one Onesie Pajama. Again, this is like a duck pajama style, I guess, uh, anime, very much influenced one Z so they could take a look at that. Uh there's actually several different styles and that's very popular right now. In fact, that's at number 7 if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, you want to go ahead and check out you like your anime? There you go right there. So that's very interesting to see. At number 6, we have the traditional. You'll like this, my friend. Cowboy hat. The kangaroo cowboy hat with pull-on closure is at number 6. So for 10 bucks. There you oh, go. That's not
1: bad. That's a pretty that's good a, deal.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good deal. It's something you don't see much of these days. Yep. And that's that number six. Number five is again a onesie pajama plush outfit. And if you want to check the selection out there for this one, this has got everything from a penguin to a cat to a cow to a uh, to a yellow chicken to a giraffe to a and i don't see that's the thing they they relate all these different styles under this one category whereas you know the hat you're just buying the hat so i don't know if that's actually fair that you should count that as number five but hey whatever they've got several different styles available that is the new cosplay unisex animal onesie adult plush one piece pajamas cosplay costume that's number five number four this is more your style my friend the adult original inflatable dinosaur costume in the T-Rex. So you too can become a T-Rex. That is the fourth popular costume on Amazon. And that's actually at a whopping 30% off at $63 because they want to sell as much as they can before Halloween hits. At number three is a Just Love adult one 1C costume. And that's in three different styles in skeleton, pumpkin, and also another skeleton. So that's right there for you at number three right there for you. Number two is something pretty basic. It's a men and kids tunic hooded robe, a pretty basic 1898 outfit for just a cloak. So that's a number two, pretty much a safe and I guess a cheap alternative. So under $20, that's pretty good. Just get yourself a robe and there you go. Don't have to put much thought into it. And number one, my friend, is again a onesie, but it's a plush adult onesie cosplay suit for adults, women and men. So there you go. You get to be again: a elephant, a walrus, a my gosh, a blue shark, a cow, a giraffe, a red panda, monkey, a toad, a lemur, a kangaroo, gray shark. My gosh, just a whole bunch of different things. Again, the onesie pajamas seem to be the hot seller because we saw five of the top ten on Amazon go ahead and well be the top ones on Amazon. So, any last thoughts on that before we head on out?
1: You know, you'd expect to be to see like some more pop culturey things there, like Stranger Things. You know, kid, the kids still love to dress up as Stranger Things, Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm marvel heroes but yeah these are just very generic costumes i wonder if people are like mix and matching though like they're kind of creating their own look
0: maybe maybe but i also think that cost is a factor because you know marvel and dc all those i went to the store the other day and the marvel prices still just because it has the marvel name on it are really expensive and same thing for dc they tack on an extra price just for the licensing so I think people in these days with everything with the cost involved can get something like for 40 20 or even less as far as a decent costume to wear that'll go ahead and be acceptable for what they see.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's very, very true.
0: What are your thoughts out there on the top 10 selling costumes on Amazon? Please let us know your thoughts. Popculturecosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. Cannot thank you enough as always for being part of this scary Halloween episode of the Pop Culture Cosmos. Any last thoughts on what you're watching for Halloween before we head on out?
1: Have not really watched a lot. Yeah. Not yeah, the TV's been kind of off this week, so <laughs> not not too much, I guess. Well, you
0: talk to me about what I'm going to be watching. What are you going to be watching this Halloween?
1: That's that's a tough question. I always enjoy watching. What do I? I don't know. I don't know. I'm I may a, I'm actually
0: thinking... go down your road and go into an alien.
1: That okay? So I was thinking maybe Alien. I I really enjoy watching Signs, but I know it's not really like a a horror movie per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's just there hasn't been a lot of good like haunted house flicks coming out lately. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a it's a good question it's a very good question
0: well here's hoping your halloween is safe and fun for you and the kids josh and everyone else out there as well hoping you will have a terrific and hauntingly fun halloween be safe and be happy this halloween from all of us at the pop culture cosmos so for josh peterson this is gerald Glasswood. it's a hauntingly Beautiful day in paradise, right here in the pop culture cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. <laughs> You're listening to a Weebie Geeks Network podcast.